folks. Welcome to the Tia and Andy podcast number four. We have a special guest for you today. One of my good friends, a friend before anything else to our to our family, but we but the man that has made it possible for us to even have this show. Dr. Josh Arnold. <laughs> Without Dr. Arnold, we would not have a Tia. We would not have this show. We would be, who knows where we would be. But what we want to talk to Dr. Arnold about today is his process and what he went through and his point of view in diagnosing Tia and watching her go through, you know, chemo and the transplant and, you know, where she is today. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Um, well, just, you know, wanna, one thing I want to um, reiterate is uh, you, you call me Dr. Arnold, but it's actually, I'm actually a PA, but um, um, that's for those listeners if go in and, and uh, but, uh, you know, it's a, it, this is an interesting topic. This is kind of one of those ones that uh, I think um, was a tough, tough time for me. Um, because, uh, diagnosing, um, Tia was one of those ones where when you have a friend that you find out, um, looks like they have cancer according to blood work, um, and having to go to their home and tell them personally is very difficult to do. It was probably one of the most difficult things I had to do as a, as a medical professional. So you remember the day we came to your office and we had to do that? At the car visit because of COVID? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, yes, I do. I remember, well, first of all, I remember building that deck and doing all the work that we did out in the front of your house, man, pouring some concrete. And that was at the time that you actually had mentioned to me that you thought something was going on with, with Tia. Yeah. Because um, she was having so much fatigue and tiredness and she was losing weight. She just wasn't doing good. And you're like, I remember you were... We were sitting there um, framing up that thing. You're like, dude, we got to do something about Tia. She is not doing good, man. And I remember I said, well, dude, just bring her in. We'll check some blood work. Because at that time, I don't think she was a patient. Um, no. And I said, just bring her in. Um, let's check it out. And, and you're right, man. That was during COVID. That was when COVID outbreak was just at its infancy, man. Yeah. Um, and you guys, our clinic at that time, we were um, having individuals <laughs> – pull up into the parking lot um, and then we would come out and meet the individuals in the parking lot. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That was kind of a weird little situation. So at that time we had already been like tested for COVID and Tia had a couple of other doctors that were helping her supposedly. But the I think the third time she got prescribed the same medication, I was done. I was like, that was when we were working on the deck and pouring the concrete, and that's when I talked to you. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you, I, I remember you telling me that because she was having this chronic cough. Yeah. She was having a chronic cough and a lot of fatigue, yeah. and so the clinicians were telling, the practitioners were telling her, hey, it looks like it's a bronchitis. Let's put you on antibiotic, and maybe the antibiotic isn't the right one, so it let's was, change it up. It and, was Z-Pak to yeah. prednisone to Z-Pak, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I talked to you, and yeah. I told Tia – Get up. We're going to Dr. Arnold. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're done. You're <laughs> done picking your own doctors. We're going to go see Josh, and he's going to fix it. So Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily fixed it. I think, you know, when you – I remember when you came – you know, okay, so I'll just talk about this a little bit. You know, sometimes clinicians, as physicians, as mid-levels, whatever it is, um, especially at this time with COVID, there was a lot of this um, – one, we were – I don't know if we were necessarily doing a great job with um, care of our patients because we were so worried about COVID and all the regulations with masks and not allowing patients come into the clinics and minimize how many people came in. And sometimes we weren't really getting enough information from patients because we weren't taking the time. Everything was chalked up to COVID. You've got COVID. Um, and so we weren't really um, diving in and asking individuals and patients what was really going on. And so I think that's one thing that I would probably say that was going on with Tia at the time is that they were probably not really listening to actually the symptoms that she was experiencing. And sometimes as clinicians, we um, we kind of um, 
I'll say it, we get a little callous and we don't really um, dig deep and listen to what the patient's really telling us. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that was basically where we were at. But she had already been tested for COVID when we came to you. And we came to you and you blood tested her. Yeah. And we came back and she had a vitamin B deficiency. Yeah. Yes. Which, okay. So I, so what was interesting is, um, so when we drew her blood initially the first time, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. You drew it first initially and it came back with a vitamin B deficiency. Yep. You called me and yeah. I'm like, dude, I think we can just give her this yes. shot and she'll be okay. Yes. But yeah, I need her to go back and get some more blood yeah, tests. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah. And that was the first blood test. And uh, then we drew some additional blood work and that's when really, I'm just going to say crap hit the fan, so to speak. Um, it's not typical when you draw blood um, that things are so abnormal that the hematology pathologist, hematology pathologist at, um, at the uh, lab facility actually physically called me. And I want to say it was probably in the afternoon, wasn't it? I think if I recall right, it was probably three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. So the the day you came to the house. Yeah. So that day was also the day that we did the drive up treatment window. Yes. <laughs> and you said, That's listen, right. we knew she had leukemia. Yeah. When you, at the window of the car, you asked her, has your family ever had leukemia? Right. That's right. That's and right. right then, I was in denial, but she was like, I have leukemia. Yeah. She said, I remember her telling me that when she was a kid. Yeah. She, she got diagnosed with Western blot. Yeah. And, and, and someone had told her that she was going to get leukemia yeah. later in life. And I remember that. And I, and that's when I did draw that blood and we sent it off. Yeah. And within two hours, two, three hours, I got that phone call yeah. and the individual on the other line said, Hey, this woman is sick. She needs to get to the hospital like right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I didn't have the blood work yet. And so the individual actually told me what was going on and said, this looks like it's a AML and which is a form of leukemia. And um, I'm like, really? Are you sure about that? He goes, yeah, this is, this is like bad. Like I, she needs to be in the hospital like right now. And I'm like, seriously? Um, and that was that was very interesting to me. So you don't you probably don't know this, but right as I got off the phone with him, um, I talked to I called a a friend of mine who is an oncologist, and I said, "Hey, look, this is the lab values I have. Is this what do you think?" And this individual said, "Yeah, you this is this isn't good. Um, like this is not good at all." Um, and, um, that's when I called you and told you, dude, I need to come over to the house. Um, and, um, I came over to the house and I walked into the room and you guys were sitting on the couch and it was pretty much 100%. It was AML according to the blood work, how it showed, how it presented. Um, and I remember telling you guys, and that was just, it was weird. Um, I didn't know how to like... Yeah, I didn't know how to react. I, I know you guys were devastated. Um, I saw the emotions on both your faces. Um, and that was hard for me because that was – I'm I've never done that in the 22 years of practicing where I've actually sat down with a friend and told them that they've got something that's probably going to kill you. And I know that sounds bad, but um, that's what – the oncology specialist told me, he says, look, I, this doesn't look good. Um, and so I don't want to act as if like I was all knowing and I did this stuff that found this cause there could have been another clinician that could have found this as well. I know Tia had gotten a comment at one time saying, well, gosh, all you got to do is check blood to find that out, which is true. So I wasn't all knowing and this great uh, clinician that knew anything and everything. But what I did do is I actually listened to Tia listened to her symptoms and actually uh, drew the blood accordingly and, and just so happened that it came back and told us exactly what was going on. And when you look back at it now, her chronic cough, yeah. 
or fatigue and weight loss is classic symptoms for that disease. So, well, for somebody to say all you have to do is check blood, like we had her, her blood check before that. So it's not actually true. You yeah. have to check the blood because you could check my blood for nine million other things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to, yeah, you have to listen to the patient. You have to check the blood for that. Yeah. And then you, and then you can go from there. So, yeah, like whatever, you can go check the blood and diagnose that. But one thing that I think that I've always stood on with this situation that we were in is that relationships matter. Yeah. Like you need somebody that cares about you. Yeah. Because they'll do all of the necessary steps to make sure you get the right answer. Yep. And that's the biggest thing, which really what put us in the best possible situation was you getting us somehow getting us admitted to LDS. Oh, that was, that was interesting. That was actually, um, so what was really interesting is, uh, so once I got those results, once I actually, actually, once I had those results, I immediately called up to, um, uh, to LDS, um, hospital at that time. And, um, they were awesome. Like they said, well, show us the blood work. Let's just take a look at this. Let's really see. Does she need to be admitted? And I sent it over and they're like, oh my gosh, get her up here right now. Just have them drive up. We'll take care of them and we'll take it from there. Um, and that was cool. But what I will say, this was one cool thing. The, the specialist that took care of Tia, she called me and said, you know what? You did a really good job of a workup on this woman with all the labs and everything. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I am pretty good. But no, I'm just kidding you there. No, I, I no but with, she I was, agree. she was like, wow, this is really good workup. And, um, but yeah, man, it was, <clears throat> they were really, really awesome. Um, and I know they were awesome because they, they got her in. I mean, you guys went up there within what? An hour after I saw you, came to the house to tell you. We we left the house right after. At the same time you left the yeah, house. Yeah, that's right. And you were in, ready to go, and they had you hooked up and had you hooked up to everything, whatever they needed to do. And um, and they took really good care of we her. Had to, we had to drop her off because it was COVID. Oh, that's right. And that was the I worst, dude. You, had, you couldn't even go in, right? No, I had to leave her at the door. They, but there was a nurse waiting at the front yeah, porch yeah. waiting for me. Oh, the yeah. They, they knew exactly how sick she was. They knew exactly what she needed. Yep. Um, and that was that was pretty cool um, as, as far as everything lining up and being working out the way it worked out. So just, just so our listeners understand, like in Utah – some some might be like, who cares about LDS? But in Utah, there's huntsmen, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cancer. That's what they do. Yeah. However, like huntsmen does do cancer, and they are awesome, and they do a ton of good stuff. And T actually goes to huntsmen now for other things. Yeah. But LDS hospital is one of the top, and it's only one. It's one area of LDS hospital is one of the top AML clinics in the world. Yep. Yeah. In the world. And it's just their eighth floor. I don't know anything about the rest of the hospital, but those doctors and nurses that are up there are legitimately on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. So for her to be able to get up there, that was oh, unbelievable. And I remember you, I remember you asked me, um, and I think it was because of some, some, some people say, well, we've heard of U, the U of U is the best place. That's where she should be going because it's a cancer center. And I remember telling you specifically, I said, no, it, this is where you need to go. This is the place you need to go for her condition. This is what you need to do. So I actually had to like, I don't often do this, but I had to like put my foot down with some people yeah, close to us because I, so I hear Huntsman, okay, I'm going to investigate that. So I called you and yep. you said, no, LDS is the best place. Right. So I eventually had to call like people and be like don't talk to my wife again right about anything other than positive things yep i don't want to hear about huntsman i don't want to hear about any other kind of treatment yeah any natural treat i don't want to hear about it and i don't want you talking to her about it and if you do talk to her about it you're getting cut off yep because this the most important thing for her we've done our research we know where she needs to be 
the most important thing for her from this point forward is for her to have positive thought processes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think it's interesting because sometimes when people get sick, they are, there are several individuals that have their own opinions and you got to go with your gut. You got to go with what the specialists are telling you and where the best place to go is. And so, well, yeah, everybody has good intentions, right? Right. But at the end of the day, like this is our situation. We're in this and we're going to do the very best thing. Like the first month probably that she was being treated, it was tough because everybody was like trying to feed me their opinion. And I'm like, right. listen, first of all, what nobody understood was when you go to LDS, you have 16 doctors. Yeah, yeah, you And do. it's not like 16 different brains. They sit around this table and they talk about you. They have all 16 of the brightest leukemia minds in the world and they talk about what's the best thing to do for Tia. And then I got these people, right, that some of you haven't even graduated from college, <laughs> but you're giving me advice on how to treat leukemia because you read something on Google. I think I trust these 16 doctors. Oh, yeah. And I and we put our faith in those guys, and they, like, they were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. Well, and, and obviously where she's at right now tells you they are awesome. Yeah. Because AML really, and how sick she was. Really, literally, it's a surprise that she's here today. Well, so they were honest with us. That was the other thing. They were so loving as, yeah. a, as a staff, which is weird, right, for right. doctors. But they were also, like, honest. Yeah. Like, we, when we first met with them, they were like, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. Right. But we're going to do our best. Yeah. And they also told us, like, this is – also, another thing that we're super grateful for you for, they were like, if you would have came in here one week later, you would have never made it. Yeah. You would have had 0% chance. Oh, well, her blood levels were so bad. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen – well, I never had seen them that bad. She's the first patient in 23 years that I've ever had that have diagnosed with AML. I've diagnosed individuals with other cancers. But not AML well, or AML, any leukemias. I, no AML. leukemias. I literally haven't. And she, so that was really, really interesting. You know, one thing that was funny, it was not funny, but when I was talking to the doctor that initially admitted Tien, initially took care of her, I asked her, I said, so can you kind of just give me an indication of what, like, what's this? I mean, is this going to kill her? Is this something that she's going to die from? And And she said, Actually, you know, we're in the business of curing cancer, so I can't tell you that right now. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's good, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. you know, sometimes you want to at least say, well, what's the chances here? Well, this doesn't look good, you know, but. Uh, well, they were honest with yeah. us. Yeah. And they were like, hey, it's at this point right now, it's like 50-50. Yeah. The good thing, the good thing, the thing we had going for us is that we got in there on time, but Tia's also like, her her attitude Oh, yeah. Towards life. Like, she's not going to lay down. Yeah. So she partially saved herself in that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, the positivity that she had, I and mean, there's no question that's going to help you when you're when you're dealing with some chronic illnesses and your health and yeah. mentally is, is awesome. And and I know, I, I've told her this before, she's been such a good inspiration to my daughters and to my family, just but the attitude that she had while she was in the hospital. I mean, because, dude, we all saw, we've all seen the Instagram posts of her and just how it's almost like each post she got sicker and sicker and sicker and she had to cut her hair off. And then she had all these things stuck in her chest and IVs <laughs> and just, I mean, just horrible things that you can't even imagine that you had to go through and how positive she was, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and I do. I think that helped her with that illness. I truly believe that. Um, There's no way. You, well, because you could give up, dude. You could give up, man. Easy. I mean, you can get so sick and so tired and be she like, you know, what? I'm freaking done. Like I'm, I'm out. I just don't want to do this no. anymore. So she, well, just going back to leukemia, this is one thing we learned in this process, right? And And it wasn't, we never even thought about it until she had a roommate. Not a roommate, but somebody on the floor yeah. with her yeah. that had cancer, that had a tumor. 
Okay. And th- this girl was like, dude, you have, you have cancer. I have cancer. I have a tumor. It's right here. You literally have cancer of the whole body. <laughs> and me and D were like, oh, yeah, that's true. And there's no tumor. It's your entire self is one is cancer. big cancer. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's a bone marrow cancer yeah. disease, it's you a, know. It's a blood disease. Yep, and it's uh, it goes throughout the entire system. <laughs> you know, it affects the liver. I mean, it affects, I mean, affects everything. So, yeah, that's interesting that you say that because, like I said, you know, some people have a little tumor in their belly that they got to get it cut out. and But that's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's one thing I've learned is there's cancer. Oh, yeah. And then there's leukemia, yeah, which is not the same. It's so different. I mean, yeah, it is so different. Yeah. And I can't, I mean, I, yeah, be hard, it's hard to, cancer in and of itself is just hard, whether it's, you know, sarcoma cancer, whether it's melanoma, whether it's whatever kind of panc- you know, pancreatic cancer, whatever it is. But leukemia is, like you said, it's something different. Um, but the nice thing is um, – the way that we have treated it now, um, again, I'm not an oncologist, so I don't know all the specifics on treatments, but we've come a long ways with our ability to uh, put it in remission yeah. as well as cure it. So, Well, remission is a whole other story, right? Yeah. They're like, I mean, you have a, a normal cancer, you're you're good for a year, then, yeah. then you're done. Yeah. For her, it's, they're like, it's five years, isn't she's it? She's like, can I... Can I be done? Yeah. They're like, no. No. Five more years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, because they set this time. It's a particular time that they – it's yeah. their little <laughs> parameters that say, hey, okay, now from this day, five years, you know, they have that 95% survival rate. Well, um, leukemia can come back. I know. So easily. And if it comes back, you know – It's tough. It's, it's, it's worse. Not, it's, it's not worse good. the second time. It's not good. Yeah. So – but she got the transplant, which should – you know, increase in, in theory, it increases your exactly ability not to relapse, right? right. Because you're not, you now you're not circulating your own blood anymore. Her, right. she's a different blood type now. Yeah, isn't that crazy how that works? So, in theory, right, you have a better chance of not relapsing, right, with a transplant, but it still happens. Yes, it could, so. it could, but you know, I mean, that's that's what's interesting is she's with the, what? What are you? We're at two years now, right? Yeah. Is it? Was it March? Yeah. March, two years. Yeah. It was March. Yeah, we're still two, yeah. we're, we're two years out right yeah. now. Yeah, which is crazy, man. Because it still feels like we're right in the middle yeah. of a fight. Well, you're right. There's like, when she had her pick line in, that's what they call it. That yeah, the pick line to access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Dude, when she would come home for her home visit opportunities, we call them home visits, <laughs> yeah. right? Because she lived in the hospital yeah. for a year. I can remember like having to give her her. Medicine through that little pick line. her port. Like, yep. I'm a nurse now. Yeah. Like, yep. I got to do all the cleaning. And you, it's just, you just do different and weird things when you're going through things that you never thought you would do. Right. Which, yeah. It, it's interesting. When you look back at it, yeah. you're like, man, you had no knowledge of any of that. And now you're all of a sudden being a caregiver in the sense of having to do Everything and I forget, like, yeah. I, until you talked about the, the pick, pick line lines. in the first place, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah. that, well, the reason I'm doing that is that picture that you have right behind you, yeah, this one, yeah, that one right there. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I just I, I remember that picture. She posted that on Instagram, I believe, and um, that's her pick line. She's had her, her hair head shaved and she's got this rash on her body, which um was due to pretty much everything because medication she was having. I mean, it, uh, dude, I, I just can't imagine it, man. Well, we've talked about it before on the podcast here, but just to review for our listeners, like the the solution for leukemia, yeah, is to kill you, right? Like yeah. we're gonna kill you, yeah. And then when you're like one breath away from dying, yeah. We're gonna bring you back, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it does. They do. They literally kill every cell in your body, yeah. pretty much, because um, they want as minimal white blood white blood cell response, inflammatory yeah. response. I mean, it's just yeah, and that's what's interesting to me, because yeah, I did. Yeah, it's just it's. Uh, I can't imagine it, and I don't think any of us who have not had cancer or who've not gone through this could have any clue how painful. Um, 
that process can be. I mean, we literally have no idea as far as physical, but also mental, man. Well, you know, that's the other thing is mentally, I don't know that that would be very, very hard. Well, but was she, did she do well? Like, I mean, I know like there were times she had serious meltdowns, wasn't there? Yeah. So obviously in that situation, you're never, you're not going to be positive yeah. all the time. Yeah. And there was probably more melt. There was definitely more meltdowns than people imagine because yeah. people just see her being happy. Yeah. But we would talk on the phone like, and there was times where she was like, I'm done with this. And I'm like, you can't no, do this. Yeah. You're not allowed to be done. Right. We have five kids. I'm here. I'm not taking care of these five kids by myself for the next 18 years. So, no, you're not done. Right. You're going to stay in the hospital. You're going to take your chemo, and you're going to get better. Right. And even today, there's still times where she's like, I don't want to take – dude, the med The med chart we're on right now is stupid. Is it really? But I'm you like, gotta do it. we're not, not doing it. Right. Because she, she has uh, – you know, they get into the cancer world, and she has friends that are in the same world, and some of her friends are like, do you know what? I just – I'm done. I'm not taking them anymore. I'm like – you're taking your yeah. meds. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. We're going to do everything LDS tells us to do. Right. And that's going to increase your, your chances of doing well. But I could see how over mentally it's like, look, I am so sick of taking these medications. Yeah. I'm so done. And dude, I, I, I'm going to tell you also, Andy, I don't know how you've done it, man. I know that, you know, you, you don't have the cancer, you don't have the disease, but. I will tell you, it's amazing to have watched because, again, becoming such a close friend of yours and also, you know, coaching with you to see your process through it. I don't know how you've done it, man. Wow. Um, and I know you've done it because you got a great family. Yeah. Um, I know you're a motivated individual and you got a good heart and you're a good man. But I just literally, I don't, there's, there's a lot of things that I, I've told my wife. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know how he does it. Well, it takes a good support system first yeah. of all, and we and we do friends and family. We've had an awesome support system yeah. up here and at home. But, dude, like you know, I've had my own little medical situations. Yeah, and I would like one hundred percent, Josh, one hundred percent. I would prefer. Oh my gosh, you have had some medical stuff. I would. Do we need to go into that right now? Another oh another gosh. podcast. Oh another, my god! Another podcast. <laughs> but I would one hundred percent rather be the person with the situation. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because you just, for me, and I'm different than other people. But one thing that I have to be careful of with myself is control. Right. Right. Like you've coached with me enough to know yeah. that, like. I will just do your job for you. Right, right, right. If you're not doing it good enough. Right. But there's zero control in that situation. Right. Like you're, you have you no control. No, none. So it's like when you're in the situation, when you have some element, you have control. Right. A little bit. Right. right. But when you're not, when your loved one has it. Yeah. You're. <laughs> What do, what do you have? What can you, you can't, do? You can't. You can't light. I mean, you can lighten her burden a little bit, but you can't take it away. You can't take the pain away. You no. can't do any. You can't. You can't fight it You can't for kill her. it. Yeah. You've got to just sit back and watch and yeah. see the process. I, like awful. I said, I, I, awful. I, don't, I don't know how you did it, man. Well, it was probably a lesson for me, and I think the, the Lord, right, teaches us. Yeah. The lessons we need to learn, and he'll teach us. Yeah. Yeah, because a it, million times yeah. until we learn it. Well, before you, know, everybody thought you were a grumpy old mean man, right? Now we know you're a loving, caring man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, but I think that control thing is like that's a lesson I had to learn. Like, yeah, you know what? You can't control no. it. You can't. There's a lot of things you can't. And like I said, you, you, uh, but you. I will say, from what I've seen in you, you handle it really well. Um, and I think, you know, as a father and a husband, I would, you know, like I said, I would take my hat off to you and knowing that what you've done has been awesome. Um, even though it's, you know, it's not something that you wish upon anybody. But, no. you know, again, I, I you know, yeah, like you said, you're going to learn something from it. You've become a wiser man. Well, you got to. And well, you become stronger. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Well, I appreciate you saying that, first of all. 
But you gotta you gotta take these like at the end of the day, this is the situation. And that's what I told Tia. I said, look it, at the end of the day, that literally on the drive up there. I told Tia I had this moment, right, where I was like, why? Because, you know, we we as a family, like our kids, Tia and I, we spent our entire marriage raising money for people like this. Right. And I'm like, this is not cool. Yeah. I'm like mad at God because I'm like, why us? Like, we, right. we all we do is good for you. And now you're going to give it to us. And I just had this like, this is what I need Tia to do. Yeah. And you can't do it. Right. So stop asking. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't do what Tia can do. So it yeah. has to be Tia. Shut up. Go do your yeah. job. Go do your part. Go to work. And yeah. I realized like, okay. And I told Tia, look, this is a path that we have to do. And we we have to do it for a reason. And we have to do it with our full ability yeah. and, and, and make the very best out of the situation. Yep. And she did an awesome job. And we had another podcast where we talked about how to get through hard stuff. Yeah. But really, dude, no matter what your hard thing is, you just got to take another step. Yeah. You got to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You know what I mean? No, you got to do that. And that's, you know, I... Sometimes you hear that that comment, you know, everything happens for a reason and there's a reason for all of our trials. And then people can question that and then people can say, okay, well, then why is my trial harder than someone else's trial? Um, you know, and you can question all these things. And, and there's a reason that this is, you know, there's a reason for all of it. Um, and when you look at the big picture, uh, you know, like I said, you've grown. As an individual from it. And Tia, I think Tia has just um, like shown throughout this that she is just freaking an awesome individual. Like awesome. Um, And you do wonder, well, it's like, wait a minute. You've been doing all these good things for people that have cancer and now I'm actually having it. I know. I'm so mad. (laughs) But you know know what's interesting to me though? I think sometimes, you know, we, we talk about how like, you know, sometimes we give, give, give and- and Tia isn't the type of person that I see that likes to um, – she doesn't like to be – like, how would you put this? She doesn't like to take. She doesn't like to take. And she's a giver. And, you know, this is something that she, maybe she's learned from this now. She needs to learn that – she's learned that um, there's a time where she needs to learn to be taken care of. Yep. And we, uh, we definitely both had to learn that lesson. Yeah, because a lot of us are that way. It's like, look, we're fine. We'll yeah. take care of it. It's I'm good. Fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and the positivity of her, yeah. I could see that being that way. And now, you know. Well, she was the one that actually, like, helped me understand. Because I remember when the doctors told us we had to fix our house. Yeah. We totally had to remodel our house. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Oh, dude. Don't hey, tell anybody. I was a part of that. <laughs> and that was an awesome experience. But I was telling Tia, like, don't tell anybody else that we have to do this. I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah. And then uh, Lucy and Ville, our good friends from St. George, showed up. And I was like, what are you doing Tia, here? you told them? <laughs> well, dude, it was funny day. because there was it all, no it's, way it all started with the, we were just, We were just doing the porch because you wanted to do the porch. Yeah. And the concrete slab was just doing the concrete. Yep. And the next thing you know, you're having to do the whole house. The whole house. Yeah. And I could have never done it by myself. I literally, there was days where I was like, I have to be humble enough to let to people accept do this. these people helping me. Yeah. And it was hard. Dude. Yeah. That was like one of the hardest things to, for yeah. me. I was like, I don't want, I don't want all these people over here helping me. <laughs> but we had to, that was a, that was a lesson we learned. But, but you cool. go, you go back to people questioning like, why is my trial this? Like, I can't imagine losing a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. But you also have a choice, right? Like, we had a choice to make this trial that we had something positive. Or we had a choice just to freaking sweep it under the rug and go in a hole. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we chose, you know what, we're going to – the funny thing is – her Calamity, which is her dance team that she started, yeah. like their motto is change the world one calamity at a time. Yeah. And 
Yeah, she was doing that for tons of people. Like when she went in the hospital, I think they'd raised five hundred thousand dollars for people. Wow. But she literally, dude, she's at this point, she's literally changing the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's yeah. got five, six million people that like eat up everything she says. Yeah. Well, the reason that is, is because she's freaking awesome. Yeah. But and she's pe- real. People, All these people would have never, never been able known. to find her if it wasn't, wasn't for, for this whole thing. Yeah, which is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. You sit there and you don't look at it that way. You could look at it as, why me? I'm done. I'm just going to lay in my well, bed. That's how we thought first. <laughs> and I'm going to be done. I'm out. You know what I mean? And then now you try to make a positive experience out of, neg- out of a negative issue. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, you, you hope that more people are like that. Um, we all have that choice. Yeah, but every, you're, exa- you're right. Opportunity. You're exactly right. Because... You're right. You're totally right. And that just shows you, though, what kind of individuals you guys are. Um, and obviously, you have a different perspective on life right. than others do. Well, um, hopefully, hopefully, this people watching us can see that perspective. And, you know, that's that's one of our goals is to help people deal with their own trials yep. in a positive way. Like, look, okay, you got a trial. Yeah. You have a choice. You can crawl in a hole and be mad, or you can... Make something out of it. Yeah. Well, that's what you do as as far as medicine. That's, you know, that's what we try to do. I mean, a lot of times I I see a lot of people that have depression, anxiety, which, you know, obviously Tia has gone through. Um, and y- you literally can tell the individuals that are just giving up and they don't care and they're not going to change and they're going to continue to be depressed. They're going to continue to be anxious. And then you get those that are like Tia that are like, you know what? Dang it. This is not going to knock me down. I'm going to take advantage of the time that I have here on this world and I am going to do the best I can. And I'm going to try to influence others, try to make others happy. Um, and look what it's done. Yeah. It's created this big social, social media, um, influencing huge, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's huge. Yes. And right? it's awesome. You, you just had to sign her papers to go do some, we can't talk about. Things, yeah. But. Yeah. You know, that, those kind of things where she's able to get in front of, obviously, our whole country. But yeah. social media is worldwide. Yep. You know what I mean? She has more people from other countries following her. Like, a girl from Israel yeah. makes all her videos. That's awesome. So, but, yeah. Depression, anxiety. I mean, we hit on that as much as we can here, but. Yeah. That's a whole different ball of wax. That is. And we talked about that the other day, and the solution is, like, I've been through it myself. You know what I mean? That's probably a different podcast. Yeah. We could bring you on to talk about that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to get up. Yeah. And you have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I will say is, you know, I mean, one thing, when you go back to the medical part, when it comes to diagnosing Tia and and all those things – it was an experience in my life that made me grow up. I mean, to have to sit down and tell you guys, looks like you've got a disease. Looks like it's AML. This doesn't look good. <laughs> that was a bad day. That's not hard. That's not easy. But, you know, um, it, it, it also taught me that, you know, sometimes when we get into medicine, it's like a phone call from a nurse. Hey, by the way, your labs are bad. Uh, you need to go up to this hospital. Um, they'll take care of you. We'll make a phone call. They'll be waiting yeah. for you. And that's where the connections, the social connections come in and, and yeah. friendships come in. And so it was, it was tough. Cause I remember going home. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the interesting thing, one thing about me and my, my wife will laugh is she'll attest to this, but I don't talk about anybody patient wise. I mean, I just, that's just me. Um, and you're not supposed to, right. Um, and uh, she'll often say, hey, I hear you saw so-and-so. And I'm like, well, I, yeah, I don't, no, I, yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Because it's like, <laughs> I know they went to your clinic today. I'm not like, supposed to talk about yeah, that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. And, um, and I went home and uh, she's like, all right, what, what, what's going on with Tia? And I'm like, uh, well, she's sick. <laughs> She's like, well, I know that. I'm like, well, what can you tell me? I'm like, you'll know. You'll find out. And so there's some things that you have to go to bed with when it comes to medicine. And you take it personal. And that's hard because you can't just sit and talk to anybody. 
Um, I, I mean, yeah, we can go back to, this is a whole nother topic, but again, when you had your little condition that you had just this last year, <laughs> I couldn't say a word to anybody. <laughs> you said, I can't tell anybody and everybody's going to hate me if you yeah. die. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, are you, well, first of all, I'm like, T is going to kill me said, if hey, you do. I'm not going to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, great. That is for another topic. That That's actually quite interesting because let me just tell you something. This for me. This family has had more uh, <laughs> health um, issues than I think any other family I've ever known. Um, <laughs> and and uh, it's just been very interesting. Uh, you'll have to hear about the blood clot thing and the pulmonary embolism stuff. So I think that that, I think that was actually like, I'm, you can correct me, but I'm 99% sure that my blood clot and stuff Literally, I think it developed because of the stress, dude. From the it, it, this it, two years of life, dude. Like, oh, dude, I, I, I don't swimming know. Swimming in a pool of cortisol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is okay. So, so this is something that I wouldn't really want to talk about because, really, it's what we call bad medicine. Because I let an individual <laughs> like coach with a pulmonary embolism for a half and said, you know what? If you get worse, then go to the ER. Oh my gosh, man! Well, just to clarify for everybody out there listening, <laughs> I was not going to the hospital. I didn't care. And you know what? Oh my gosh! You couldn't have made me go to the hospital. Nobody. That's why when I we told Tia because you were like, you have to tell Tia because she's gonna kill me if you don't. So I told Tia, <laughs> and she just knew. She was like, okay, well, all right, well, maybe you'll knew, go before me. She knew that I yeah. was not gonna leave. Right. So she was. I'm not going to stand on that hill and fight that fight. Yeah. She was like, you need to go to the hospital as soon as possible. And I was like, okay, well, as soon as we as soon as we win, I'm out. I'll right. Go. Yeah. We're lucky we were oh, up at halftime. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that was stuff. another one because, you know what, when I got to the hospital, I was so angry. Yeah. Because the doctor. Yeah. And I think you knew this and didn't tell me. <laughs> the doctor was like, you have COVID. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> And he came in in his whole oh, freaking he was told, armor. Oh, no, no, no. He thought you had COVID. Yeah. He didn't test you. No. He didn't do he, nothing. He came in the room and goes, you, you have, have COVID. COVID. And he hadn't even tested you yet. And I said, I don't have COVID. I got a pulmonary embolism. No, he goes, dude, your lungs, I'm looking at your lungs. You have COVID pneumonia. And you're like, no, I don't. And hey, what? by the way, was your test negative or positive? Negative. Okay. So that's interesting. See, that brings up that point. So I was pissed. No, I was pissed. I was so, pissed but, at you. I was no. pissed at Tia. I was, pissed. I was in this hospital room and the doctor did not want and to come were, back. Hey, and you, you were tell. all by yourself. <laughs> no, you're, Tia you're was like, in there. And you're like, Josh, hey, we, we'll let Josh come in. He won't mask up. No, but Tia, but, Tia came with me. Yeah. And she had to, she had to just deal. Because uh. I was for an hour. <laughs> They come and swab me, and I was pissed that they swabbed me in the first place. Because you're like, if I test positive. And the whole time, I'm mad at Tia yeah. for making me go to the hospital. I'm mad at you for making me go to the hospital. I'm like, you should have just put me on freaking blood thinners. I'm mad at this doctor because he came in his uh, suit of armor and he, treated he, me he, like dude, I had leprosy. Well, so this is the interesting thing. Let's talk about that. So you go in with a pneumonia, slash, well, it was a pleural fusion, slash PE. Um, and the pleural fusion is most likely caused by the PE. Well, it was. Anyways. Plus, I had fluid in my lungs. So, and you had a little, that's what the pleural fusion is. So, you had oh, a little, I thought that was outside. Yeah. And so, what you end up having, then he said you had a pneumonia. Yeah. Which is inside. Yeah. And so, anyways, but the crazy, this is the crazy thing. Um, he jumped right to COVID, right? Yeah. And okay, I was so, so what? Mad. So, what did they do with Tia right off the bat? Nothing. They jumped to they COVID before. Oh. Yeah. Thinking this could be COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. During, I mean, during, we, we talked about I mean, she about had the bronchitis like, and then she had the test, you know, those types of things. So, so it's, it goes to show you that sometimes we jump to these conclusions. And it's like, no, dude, wait, 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 wait. During that time, it Let's was listen. all COVID. Everything was COVID. Yeah. And I was so, like, if I, if I test positive for COVID, I remember that. I'm be so, so freaking angry. Because you guys know how the system was yeah. when it came to high school football is if, 
antitest positive, then the whole team was going to be pretty much quarantined, quarantined for a week and miss the next game. And that's what he and was, I was really pissed miss, about. I was going to miss the gonna next be his two games. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, man. But you know what? Turned out okay, man. It did. Turned it out turned fine. Out okay. yeah. And so they didn't give me – so I got in there and I was just – Dude, I was so mad. I was literally <laughs> – Tia. We'll, we'll talk to Tia about it one time. But I was so angry, and she was like, oh, my gosh. And they didn't give me any painkillers. Yeah. You know how bad I was. Yeah, I, dude, you could – well, can I go back <laughs> I to the story? Walk, can I go to the story? <laughs> no. So listen, they didn't give me painkillers, but and I was so – I was like, dude, if that doctor would have came back in, I might have punched I'm gonna him. I'm going to punch him. I might have punched him. Uh, if he would have came back in with his visor on, I might have attacked him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and she like called she went out the door she went and found the nurse and she was like can you give my husband some painkillers please because i think he's gonna kill about <laughs> <laughs> so they came in and gave me morphine finally which doesn't like really help me right. for some reason i don't know why like morphine yeah, just have like a little tolerance doesn't, to it doesn't do like anything for me right. never has and but it did calm me down. Yeah. And they came back without their mask on. And I was like, told you. <laughs> and then you left. Yeah. Then they sent you home. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were like, take these beds for the rest of your freaking life. No, I remember how much pain you were in. I remember you at the game. You were like gimping up to the box, up top in the box with me. Yeah. You that made was, it. Was, no, I was on the ground. You were on you the, were the box. I had yeah. to go to the box. So you had to stay on the ground because somebody had to call time out if we needed it. <laughs> Oh man, that was a good. That was. You know what though? That's a memory we'll never forget. No, no, I'll never forget it. And if we wouldn't have been, because I called you a pansy at the very beginning. You remember <laughs> Monday? Monday, <laughs> you're like, dude, dude, you got a just little rib. You're just <laughs> problem. <laughs> and when you but told that, me that, I was like, okay, okay I'm, just I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a big baby. I felt so bad. I'm fine. Dude, I felt so bad. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Oh, it's just a rib out, dude. You're good. It's all good. So then I had you take it Thursday. No, Thursday. No, Thursday. Um, no, no, Friday. No, Monday I, I asked you first. Yes. You're like, ah, this is no problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, frick, I'm a sissy. <laughs> and then Thursday, Thursday like, I had you check it again, and you said, oh, yeah, it's just this cartilage <laughs> thing. I'm like, such a baby, dude. What is wrong with me? That's right. And then Friday morning. Friday morning, I called you and I was like, like Josh, Josh, something's not even, right, bro. I can't even move. Yeah. And then, and then, oh my gosh, I, I order a CT scan. And this is the crazy thing, guys. Typically, ordering CT scans can be a while till you get them in. I got them in. And within an hour, I get these results. And it's literally two hours, two and a half hours before the football game. And they call and say, he has a pleural fusion and a PE. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> And I didn't even know what to do. So for a moment, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to tell him until after the game. I'm going to wait and act as if the CT scan didn't come in, and I'll tell him after the game. And I remember that. I'm like, you, where are you at? Oh, I'm at the coach's office. Hey, I'll be there in a minute. And I remember I go in, and I shut the door, and coaches leave, and I tell you. And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Uh that was quite the – Hey, at least I didn't have to feel like a baby anymore. Oh, no. I'm like, well, dude, now you're legitimately – but you know what? Uh, yeah. I still – I mean, but seriously, you were kind of being a wuss. I mean, and I pushed on your ribs and you kept kind of saying, yeah, that's that's where it hurts. And typically that doesn't hurt when you have a PE or – but obviously you were kind of being a pansy. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> Just kidding you, man. Yeah, uh, my, par- my parents were at that game. Oh my, my gosh! I'm having a I'm having a lie to your parents. Your mom's like, "Is he going to be okay?" Well, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. I can't really tell you yet. <laughs> uh, and then uh, all the coaches thought it was something really severe because we had to have him leave the room. You remember that? You yeah. didn't remember that, but anyway. Well, some of the coaches like there was a couple coaches that knew something was going on. And yeah. the rest of them had no clue. Yeah. They just thought I was making them go because we were going to have like this heart to heart. Yeah. I was I need, mad at I you. I need to tell you that I'm, yeah. <laughs> you didn't do a good job. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. That was, oh, a, that was a, but you're right. Those are, that'll go down in history. We will never, ever forget that. No. Never forget no. that. But, uh, and you know mm-hmm. what? Those are the things about coaching high school football. Yeah. Like it's not the football stuff that lasts forever. It's the moments like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are the funny those are the funny stories that you'll always remember. <laughs> yeah. No. That's awesome. 
But anyways, well, we're grateful for you. We'll uh, leave these these folks off till the next episode. But we'll have to have you back. Oh, dude, <laughs> this is fun. I love doing this kind of stuff. We'll have you back. We'll talk. Maybe we'll have you back and talk about because you know what, Tia and I both dealt with depression, anxiety. Yeah, do this yeah. time, and that's a whole different ball of wax. Plus the pulmonary embolism. Yeah, I'd love to come talk about that. Depression, anxiety, something I deal with quite a bit now. It seems like it's a. Um, uh, lately, I've been feeling like I've been more of a psychiatrist than a family practice practitioner. Um, a lot of people are dealing with depression, anxiety, and. Um, yeah, and a lot of people are feeling alone. They don't know what to do, how to treat it. No. Um, and sometimes they're scared of medications. They're scared of change. They're scared of a lot of different things. So I'd love to talk about it. So, Well, we're grateful for you. We're grateful. We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you in the first place. I don't know about so that. but I do. I'm, I'm 100%. You cannot convince me otherwise because we had other doctors before. And guess what? Yeah, all they had to do was give her this right blood work, but they didn't. Yeah. And you did. Which just goes full circle back to, you know, build good relationships because people people take care of people they care about. That's right. Yep. Well, thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Um, Yeah. And I appreciate you guys. Um, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Like I said, it's a moment of time that I will never forget. That was a very personal time. Um, I will call it a sacred time, too. Yeah. Um, well, and definitely for us. Yeah. Like so we, we yeah. so we, I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. I just wish I could dance or maybe Tia teach me to dance one day. You well, know? your daughter's obviously got yeah. the, the top on that. So yeah. you don't need to come over here to learn that's that. That's right, man. Yeah. Well, you can go to adult hip hop on Wednesday nights. That's right, brother. <laughs> hey, oh, that's right. Calamity, right? Is it? No, I guess Calamity up in Utah, right? Yeah. But they have a, she has an adult hip hop class at her studio every Wednesday night for anybody. Really? And it's like simple stuff. Well, you know. Me yeah. and you could legit go. Dude, probably. And we look Maybe. stupid. We would look stupid. But we'd be welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should go. No. And then we could have a podcast about how bad we were. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. I've, uh, I've sworn off a dance. I said, hey, do you know what? In a, in a relationship, each spouse needs a thing that they do. Yeah. And that's, that's their that's, thing. That's theirs. Because that's she probably doesn't know much about football, right? And that's no, what you do. But she supports it. There you and go. Just like I support, hey, you need another prop built? You got yeah. it. No, that's <laughs> awesome, man. So, Okay. Well, thank you guys for following and listening. Make sure you follow Tia on her social media sites on the interwebs. And she has, you know, lots of merch on there for you. And we will see you next time. 